G'day, guys, and welcome back to the Pub Test Podcast. Welcome to Pocket Episode Number Nine, which today's episode is Media Reacts. Before we get stuck in, I'm joined by co-host and best friend Riley, and also friend of the podcast Fletcher Berman. Welcome, gents. Get stuffed. <laughs> You've been practicing that in front of the mirror for weeks, Tom. For weeks. And you I'll did be it lying once. If I did at least once today. <laughs> Is Jade happy with it? I think so. Just give me a thumbs up next to me. I think so. But um, yeah, I had a few different names. Maybe I might spice it up in the next next one. But, um, but yeah, Fletcher, due to your connectivity issues, I got to got to have the, the reins of, of host. So, boys, before we get stuck in, um, whose idea was the Media Reacts episode? This is another Fletcher. Fletcher. This is another Fletch. Fletchy boy one. Another masterpiece. So, Fletcher. Yeah. Um, Um, hopefully your intent holds up here. Can you explain to me what? Um, it was basically just keeping the media on check, making sure they're on point and not wanting these random waffling um, and trying to clickbait. We want to call them out if that does happen because I obviously said the other week that I want to see more media, but I want to see more information media and like things that provide good content instead of just clickbaity type of stuff. So we're going to make sure that everyone's in check through their off-season and um, – See how we go here. Okay. Sounds like a plan. So, Riley, you have been hyping up the one that you wanted to bring to the table. You wanted to keep it a secret. So, Riley, what is the the media react or the, the media post that you that stood out the most with yourself? My first one is, well, generally we know that SEN is pretty safe for some pretty hot takes. The the duo of David King and Kane Corns. So I've gone I've gone back to the well, essentially. And uh, found a good one here. So this is sort of, this is a two-parter. So I'll take you back to the 2nd of February. Uh, SEN posted their over-under wins for 2024, which is a great, I actually think that's very fascinating. I really enjoy seeing what they talk about there. And they had about six or eight teams, one of which was Port Adelaide. Now their over-under is 13 and a half wins. Uh, Kane Corn said they will go over that mark. So over 13 and a half wins. So that's where we are for now. Now come fast forward to the 23rd of Feb, three days ago, posted on their YouTube about a half an hour clip with a lot of predictions, and Kane Corns revealed his top eight. And guess who did not feature in his top eight? <laughs> the Port Adelaide Power, who he said two weeks ago, would win <laughs> over 13 and a half games. <laughs> so... I just wanted that to be on the record that he was flat out saying they will not make the eight. I didn't predict them to make the eight last year and they won't make it again. Or not like they made it last year, obviously, but he has gone and had one of the great backflips and I cannot believe it. That's real Fletcher Berryman areas last year where he had one week had Collingwood missing the eight and the very next week Collingwood in the eight. Um, he had Collingwood to do both last season. But yes, as soon as you, as soon as you mentioned Port Adelaide, I, I, I remember him saying that last week. That's yeah, that's not fourteen wins that get you in the top six, I reckon. Let alone the top eight. So, yeah, I, I like Kane Corns. I actually don't know. He's very polarizing, and every time you see him post on, you see a post on on the socials regarding Kane Corns, everyone's ripped him to shreds. I think he's actually really good. 
I do think he has the odd terrible take, such as this one. But I generally like listening to him. But, yeah, that's a, a very bad one. Um, Fletch, uh, yeah, I don't love that one. Fletch, what do you think? To defend myself, I, my bold call was Collingwood not to make the eight, which was the bold call. But I thought they were going to make the eight. So, you know, they're just to myself. But, yes, very, very – well, it was a bold call to say they're going to miss the eight. I could see it happening. But it was like a 10% chance happening. Whereas I knew that 9% chance they're going to make the eight. Um, I'm going to roll with you because it's a very similar one. I've got Sam McClure and his sort of track record. Now, loved. I hope my main tip holds up here. Love the podcast I did throughout the year, the like the free agency one, like the talk about a lot of free agent trading and stuff like that. Very good insight, very different insight that we've seen from any other thing. So, kudos there. But number one, the Harley Reid shit that came off there that he was going to knock on it. He didn't want to go to West Coast. Like, are you kidding me? Like, he went to West Coast and hasn't seemed to be a problem. So that was number one, strike number one. And then number two was on January the 29th. He said, if Kerno can't carry the can't carry the team, the Blues uh, could miss the eight. Then on the 7th of Feb, Carlton have, have to be the premiership favourites. And if anyone tries to tell me, tell you down the street that they aren't, that they shouldn't be, you're not following the game right. So how the hell does this change so quickly um, same seventh of Feb. If they aren't, if they aren't winning a premiership uh, this year, something's gone wrong. Like in seven days, something's changed. Or eight days, something's completely changed, flipped on its head, and suddenly Carlton's gone from missing the eight to now premiership favourite, like favourite. Um, I know they made a prelim last last year, got in a roll at the end of the year. Um, they could do the same again. They got all the talent to do it, but suddenly they're a premiership favourite over Collingwood, who I would say is head and shoulders premiership favourite. Um, so I don't know what um, – apparently they've got the best depth in the league and they've also – it's just Collingwood and Port Adelaide for the grand final on the Feb, 23rd of Feb. So suddenly it's changed completely again. Carl's now not winning it, not the favourite. Uh, don't let anyone tell you otherwise. It's now Collingwood and Port Adelaide. So I don't know. The wind changes and it changes. So that between that and Harley Reid, a bit more accountability here on what you're saying uh, throughout the year. In, the, in one month, in the span of – in the span of not even less than a month, you've chop, chopped and changed two or three times um, on a on a few teams, which I think is just ridiculous, in my opinion. Yeah, and that's the word that I was going to say, accountability. That's what came into my mind. Like you, these very, very high-level media personalities, they can't just keep throwing around. This is why people don't, some people don't enjoy prediction season because it's just people making crazy statements and then changing two weeks later just because they know it's going to get a headline. Like same with the JJ Reddick stuff. I know that's not completely the same, but these sort of things get clicks and get engagement and they know that. So it's frustrating when they just completely change their mind. And this, to do it three times in the space of a month, it's pretty poor. It is really poor. And he should be sort of on himself and holding himself accountable to just stick with the call. If you think Carlton could miss the eight, just stick with it and say they might miss the eight. Don't just keep changing it. So that's the most frustrating thing for me. Yeah. I mean, it was a – and I remember hearing it and especially like the, the Carlton, the simple Carlton one. And no Carlton fan wants to hear that because this creates unnecessary kind of like pressure. But, yeah, they do flip-flop a lot, don't they? And it, it is for clicks and it's well, – I think Rod, you hit the nail on the head, to be perfectly honest. It's like – it's hard to differentiate what's real and what's just like they've said it, just kind of get a reaction. 
I know part of media and getting a name out there is by saying you want people need to click on it. So you need to make a headline that is a bit juicy. But like it's like yeah, when when one of the biggest Sam McClure is one of the biggest news breakers in the game. When he's making calls like that, you're like Really? Then just stick to breaking news, buddy. Don't make any predictions. Stick to just breaking news. But yeah, a bit of a, a bizarre one. Boy, that's for sure. Um, I've gone here now. This is a bit off track because I've gone to AFL memes on Instagram. So this could be anything. So this isn't like a, a proper media person, but I want to read to you their top ten forwards going into twenty twenty four. Okay. So yeah, this isn't Jared Healy. All these like it is AFL memes. So credibility low. But let me see. Let me read this to you. Okay, I'm going to go from ten to one. Actually, no, I'll go from one to ten. Toby Green's at one. Charlie Cameron. Bailey Fritch. This is just forwards in general, by the way. Key forwards and small forwards. Bailey Fritch at three. Grian Myers at four. Dusty at five. Dylan Moore at six. Lockie Schultz at seven. Bruce at eight. Jamie Elliott at nine. And Charlie Kerno at ten. The first key forward they have named is the back-to-back Coleman medalist. Basically, key forwards don't exist according to this mob. Um... I reckon I could name nine. I reckon outside of Toby Green and Charlie Cameron, I could name eight guys that are all better than that list. So, uh, uh, yeah. Was that Luke Bruce at eight? Yep. The fossil, Luke Bruce. Dusty at five. He's not even going to play forward. What is going on? Charlie Kerno at 10. <laughs> no Jezza, no Tom Hawkins. Charlie no Nick Larky, no Joe Danaher. Wow. Yep. Have, um, what's the comment yeah. section like on that sort of post? They know what they're doing. Probably the worst list I've ever seen. Yeah. Whoever made this list has been lying from Joel Smith. <laughs> Nick, <laughs> Nick Larky must play fourth division Russian soccer for Velast Vitok or something. Jeremy Cameron must have died. <laughs> um, Yeah. Oh, the only God. top ten. The only top ten grind Myers makes is top top ten players named Brian. <laughs> oh God. Um, um, I know this is is a bit different to you boys, and you've gone for credibility. But I saw that on my was like, I have to share this. That is but, very funny. Uh, I'm going to play forward, but yeah. Um, I guess it goes back to what you said, Rod, with these kind of prediction things. I know. Obviously, all we can do right now is speculate, but stuff that you like, what's the point of, what's the point of reading any any kind of prediction because you can make one up on the spot. Um, so yeah, I found that funny. I thought I'd bring some humor to, to the table. Is there anything else that you that's to you boys? Um, I know the Sam McClure one was one I wanted to mention the most, to be honest. But Rod, you're nodding your head. Yeah, yeah, I've got another another SEN. This time I'm gonna. Uh, aim my sights at David King. Now, this was, I reckon this would have come out maybe a week ago, maybe just over a week ago or a couple of days ago. Um, it was so his top six locks. Um, so he, he spoke about who his top six locks were. So they were Collingwood, Brisbane, GWS, Carlton, Sydney, and St Kilda. No major issues there. St Kilda potentially, that, that's a bit iffy, but nothing out of the ordinary there. And then he named a further seven teams who he wasn't sure about where they're going to finish. And then he named five teams who he'd put a line through in 2024. Now, those five teams were 
West Coast, Hawthorne, Richmond, North Melbourne, and the Geelong Football Club. He yeah, put, so he didn't even listen to Fletcher. He put the Geelong Football Club in the bottom five teams this year. He thinks Fremantle are a better chance of making the eight than Geelong. They have a pencil playing at full forward, and he thinks they're a better chance than we are. My God. Got a HP2 playing at full forward. Yeah, look, that's... To be fair, Riley, I don't think it's going to happen, but could you see a world where there's a couple of injuries and all of a sudden, you know, they're put on ice? I don't know, but I, I don't that, see it. That was speaking. literally what last year was. Last year was our injuries true. couldn't have been worse and we finished 12th. True. Last that's year true. was I, I, I mean, I can't see it. I, I can't tell you. Fletcher, you're one that had been big on the finishing low down. Uh, what are your thoughts? Well, they're not the Geelong of old in terms of dynasty, and I don't fear them. As, I used to literally, every time they played the Bulldogs, say, yeah, Bulldogs 50-point loss. I won't be doing that this year, I don't think. Um, but to have them in that sort of group is disrespectful. Um, but they aren't the sort of powerhouse team they used to be, in my opinion. But um, are they making finals? 80% not making finals in my opinion but they're, they're Geelong they've always got a chance so but they should not be in the same conversation as those bottom four teams at all not even like if you got Frio and you got uh, the Suns above them that's that's just like disrespectful to Geelong in my opinion so um, yeah shock when I heard that shock I think putting a line through them I, I don't have an issue putting a line through them but you can't like you said but you can't put them with the worst four teams. So for me, you can put a line through. You got to put a line through Frio. You got to put a line through more teams. So I, I don't have an issue. I don't think they'll win the flag, but you can't leave seven teams that are maybe and not have. Maybe. So, yeah, um, I completely agree. That was I did also. I love I love I said like of course I love King Friday. Friday is great. Uh, great listing, but yeah, they don't they don't always put themselves in the greatest of lots for those boys. Um, anything else, boys of note? I I guess kind of going back to what you said about you know Kingy having fifteen teams potentially making the eight. I saw something on the um, I saw something on the Footy on Nine Instagram. I thought that, um, and I've got here they've got every club's pass mark. Having a look at that, boys, anything there that stands out to you as like a bit out the box, like that just shouldn't be the case. Um, the fact that how many is that? 15 out of the 18 teams, it's to at least make the finals is a pass yeah, mark. Yeah, 40, yeah. Um, that does not make any sense whatsoever. Um, I think Geelong returned to flag contention. That's that's high. Um, Freeman will make finals, probably harsh, considering where they are at the moment. I don't think that's probably a pass mark for them. I don't, I don't feel that anyone in the club who's legit would think we need to make finals for it to be a good season. I think they know that. Um, I, I have nothing happens. wrong with these sort of improvements and everyone wanting to improve, but everyone's, like, you can't have everyone improving. There's too many people improving. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, then again, everyone, everyone is like, yeah, true. True. Like, realistically, half the comp can go fail, realistically. But the one for me that stands out is Port win a final. 
Yeah. I think they should be trying to do more than winning a final. Mm-hmm. Good call. They should, be, they should be pushing for a flag. Winning a one final? So you're telling me Kenny gets into the bottom half of the eight, they get through to the first, second week of finals, and they go out, that's success? No, it's not. They mm. sh- That should be make a prelim at the absolute worst. To be yeah, honest. good call. Yeah, spot um, on. But the rest of them, I think, make – Sydney make a prelim, I guess, yeah, I've got them in my top top six at the moment. Um, but, yeah, the fact that there's – top six, Fletch? Fletch, top dogs top six, is that a bit much? I mean, talent-wise, yes. Uh, talent-wise, no, but they won't deliver, let's be honest with you. So, um, I don't know. <laughs> no, it's not too much, but they won't deliver and, yeah, they won't change anything and beverage will be out. So, yeah. Yeah, spot on. Yeah, that is an odd one, isn't what? it? Sydney's expectations are seemingly higher than Port. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Um but yeah, like most of them, it's fine. Like those teams to make finals, GWS to go top six, Saints to get back to the finals, North and West Coast to be competitive. That's that's fine. I have no issue. Hawthorne top twelve, that's probably pushing it a bit. I think maybe a couple of spots too high, but yeah, no major issues. Yeah, um, I've looked at that and I thought it was pretty good. I think there wasn't a. Usually you see a lot of those, a lot of real, real dodgy ones. I thought that was that was pretty sound. Um, but boys, if there's nothing else to to really add, nothing else at all for we. Yeah, Fletcher, go on. I got one thing to add. Sam Powell Pepper, how many weeks has he yet? Oh, a month. Three. A month would be a good one. I hope it's a month. Hope it's a month. But I think we three. I mean, it's just you must be pretty silly. Like two, three days after the Angus Brayshaw thing, to line someone up in a practice match. Now, to be fair, the tackle kind of like, like he kind of got swung around into him. But it looked like he probably lined him up. He Tom, lined him come up. Come on, <laughs> come on, Tom. I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate, but I, I absolutely agree. He lined him up. He should get a lot. I mean, David King came out and said it on Twitter, like, how can you possibly think, how pop people still thinking that's the right thing to do after all this media stuff about head knocks and people getting suspension, one-week suspensions for, you know, little tackles. How can Pau Pepper do that and, like, not realise how stupid that is? Spot on. Right. Yeah. yeah, he's in trouble. Straight to the tribunal. They're going to make a – they're going to sort of make a – um, how do they say it? Like they're going to sort of put him in the line of fire, basically, because of the timing. Obviously, going to make an example out of him and put the hammer down on him. So yeah, four weeks would not surprise me in the slightest. Yeah, I think it should be personally, but yeah, I I, I think it should be four. I think it will be three. But he, he this will it's great for the AFL in the sense of this is going to be the poster boy. This is like this is our stamp. So it's good timing for the AFL in that regard. But gee, it's a horrendous time for Power Pepper. Like, could he have made, could he have done it any, at worst time? But, yeah. Well, Fletch is the... shaking his head. Do you disagree? Yeah, Fletch. Okay, yeah, go totally. On. How is it not, like, five plus if they want to make a genuine stance? And, like, you're telling me that this is the same as Sicily's tackle last year. That was a tackle. He was trying to desperately tackle someone and have a football act. He ran off the – this guy ran off the square and just 
five or six steps, went straight at a bloke and hip and shouldered him. Tucked in, saw the jaw, went straight for it. This is Cosy Pickett plus last year. I, I don't know. The, the AFL, if they're serious about concussion, this has got to be f- five weeks minimum because you can't have someone tackling someone, at least a football act, and still like, I know it's slinging, but it's still they're trying to tackle them when the ball is there and getting four weeks. Same for someone that runs off five or six steps, made up their mind at the start of the game. I'm going to make an impact here and hit someone in the head. Uh, it can't be just three or four weeks. It can't be the same as a sling tackle. Yeah, and that's up to them to decide which way they want to go with it because you you can easily make a case for that Fletcher being five, six weeks and then putting the hammer down. But we know the tribunal. That's not how they work. So come back and it'll probably be a, a three. I would... It's just, you, you don't know, do you? You're guessing at this point, trying to see what logic they go in with. We have no idea. But I, I agree with you, Fletch. Yep. Oh, I really agree, Fletch. But, um, boys, I think that, that'll do it. So thank you all for, for tuning in. Um, stay tuned for episode 10 of the Pod, Pub Test Pocket Series, which is probably our most anticipated rod. This is probably <laughs> the one I've circled in, in the in the calendar um, it's a super coach episode. So we will be spending literally the whole 40 minutes talking all about super coach. So um, definitely stay tuned for that. But boys, say goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Uh-